know, let me begin with a question. Who among you want to be a child again? Taas kamay. Taas nyo, taas. Sige, don't be shy. May dalawa pa. Who among you want to be a child again? You know, ang sarap ng buhay ng isang bata. You know, a life of a child have no problem. Ngayon, pag tumatanda ka, puro? Kayo nagsasabi niya na. Who wants to be a child again? More of us, guys. Kasi once we, we grow up, it seems more problem, more responsibilities. And who among you think or feel that they are childlike in the heart? Taas kamay. Yung iba dito, nagtatawa, feeling childlike. You know, we miss being a child. We miss playing piko. We miss playing tagu-taguan. We miss doing the things that no need, no need to worry. You know? Who among you still watch cartoon? Madami pa rin. You know, in the church, meron dito mga kapatiran natin na may collection ng Boltis 5. I know some people who have collected the whole series of Baltis 5. And who among you are forced to watch cartoons? Forced, ah? Because yung alaga ninyo. Like for me and my wife, we are forced to watch cartoons. That's what we watch. Filled with cartoons in children's show. And some of them are really good. You can learn from it. You can learn from it and, and you enjoy it. Some of them, you can pick up principle. And there's one story, that's one movie that, that really uh, ministered to me. You know, it's a story about this prince who ran away from his home. His father died because of an accident. And what he did, he thought that it was him who caused the father's death. And he was so guilty. And because of this guilt, what this prince did is he ran away. He ran away and lived a different life. He grew up forgetting who he really was. And he had forgotten that he had a responsibility to be the king and to protect his home from the enemy. So, tumakbo siya. Until one day, someone came from his hometown, found him, spoke to him, and he returned and he battled the enemy and he took his rightful place as the king of the land. You know what story is that? Wow, Lion King. <laughs> alam na alam ninyo. You know, like many of us, like this story, many times as disciples of Jesus Christ, we have, have a tendency to forget who we are. We have a tendency to forget how we should live. We have forgotten also the privileges that comes along as being a follower of Jesus Christ. And today, as we continue with our team restoration, and also as we celebrate Children's Day, I pray that we will be reminded of our identity, that we'll be reminded of our purpose in life and how we should conduct ourselves, and that we'll be reminded of our entitlement and privileges as follower of of Jesus Christ. Because oftentimes we forget that we are a child of God. I have entitled this sermon, A Child of God, and we'll be reading from various verses in the Bible. A Child of God. Let me read with you in John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. You can read along with me. Read here. But to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. Galatians 3 verse 26, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. We read in Romans 8, 14 to 17, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bear witness in our spirit that we are, we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, 
provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. 2 Corinthians 6.18 And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And 2 John chapter 1, verse 4 I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this afternoon na kami po ay sama-sama para mag-aral ng inyong salita. Remind us of who we are, that we are your children. And that identity, Lord, spells out on how we should live and how we should behave and how we should interact with others. At the same time, thank you for your word as you are reminding us that as we are your children, you did not leave us as orphaned, but you empower us with your spirit. Salamat, O Lord, that we are here. So we ask, O oh God, that you speak to us in an intimate way, in a personal way, in every situation that we are in. You know and you see, Lord God. So kayo po ang kumausap sa amin. O oh Holy Spirit, have your way this day as you speak to us and remind us that we are your children. Salamat, Panginoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You see, in the verses that we have read, we, see and no, we notice the repeated emphasis that the author wants to highlight that in those who believe in Christ are children of God. Those who believe in Christ are children of God. Also, it's very clear in the scripture that, that it states that not everyone is a child of God. Clear yon, That not everyone is a child of God. But only those who receive and believe in Jesus that has a right to become the children of God. And we read that in the verses that we have read. I would like to repeat it again in John chapter 1. We read here. But to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So it speaks of who we are, that, that not all, but only those who have surrendered their life to Jesus. I take note of that. But it's also clear that becoming a child of God is not earned by our own religiosity, it's not earned by our tradition, it's not earned by our own good works, but it's God's work in our lives. It's God's gracious gift to us. We simply need to receive it by faith in Jesus Christ. And we read it in Galatians 3.26. It says here, In Christ Jesus, you are the Son of God through faith. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9. For by grace you've been saved through faith. And it is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of your works, so that no one may boast. So, ibig sabihin, ang Panginoon pala, ang kumikilo sa ating buhay, so that we can be His sons and daughters. It's not by our own ability, o kung sino ang breeding mo, anong breeding mo, o saan ang galing, but it's God who works in us. And what we need to do is just to surrender our life and receive it by faith because it's by His grace in our life. Therefore, it's only God's work in our life that we become a child of God. Now, if you trace everything in the beginning, God's original intention and purpose was to dwell with His creation. And we know that how he created Adam and Eve. He wanted, he even spoke to them, multiply. His intention is to dwell with his, with his people, with His creation. However, we read, because of sin, that relationship, because of sin, that relationship between man and God have been broken. And the status we have have been changed. And the scripture explained to us ano ang status natin. Sabi dito, our status, because of sin, we are enemy of God. We read that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 2. He said, And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil things. Because of sin, we are children of wrath. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3. 
among whom we will once live in the passion of our flesh, carrying out our desires of the body and mind. And we were of nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Antitindi na mga words. Son of disobedience. Sabi dito, the Spirit is now at work in the son of disobedience in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. And even slave to sin. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave of sin. Because of sin, our status, our description is this. Enemy of God, children of wrath, sons of disobedience, slave to sin. Ang tindi ng title. Kaya tingnan mo katabi mo. Sabi mo, mamili ka dyan isa. That's what the scripture you. But you know what? God made a way. He said here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5, But God being rich in mercy, because of great love which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Because of His rich in mercy. And in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, He said, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. We don't deserve it. We don't have the right for it. But yet God reached out to us and considered that and cleansed us and paid for the cost, for the sacrifice. And now we are His and we are called His children. Not by our own work, not by our own merit, but it's all the work of God. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, wag kang magyabang. It's all God work. It brings us that humility when we realize it's all about God and we just need to surrender and submit and receive it by faith that we are children. You see, God regenerated us. Born again, we have been justified. Now we're standing right before the Lord. Now we have been redeemed. Not only that God redeemed us, justified us, He also changed our status. Once an enemy, now we become a friend. Once a children of wrath, now we have become that peace, having that peace with God. Once an orphan, now we have been adapted to be His children, to be His own. Now we are children of God because this is faithfulness in our life. You know, I like a quote that I found in one of the commentary that I was reading. It says here, Sins abducts, God adopts. Sin makes us slaves, God makes children. Sins provoke fear, the Spirit invokes trust. Sin fuels rebellion and hostility. The Spirit leads believers to appeal to God in the most intimate and urgent cry, Abba, Father. You know, what we can do is say, Lord, thank you that we are no longer alone, no longer an offer, no longer an enemy, but now I am your child, your children. Salamat, Panginoon. Salamat. And because now we are our children, you know our worth and our identity is secured. And the first point that we would like to highlight and look at is this. Our word and identity is founded in knowing that we are a child of God. First, being a child of God defines our worth and identity. Notice how frequently it was said in the New Testament writing that this idea of a child of God has been repeated. We see it in Paul's writing. We see it here many times. He, he wrote to the Romans. He said in Romans 8.16, The Spirit Himself bear witness in our spirit that we are children of God. He wrote to the Corinthian church. He says that, And I will be father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. He wrote to the Galatian church, For in Christ Jesus you are the Son of God through faith. We also learn that not just Peter, but even John emphasized this idea that we are God's children. You know, many Bible scholars said the reason why this teaching 
has been has been taught many times in the early church because they, they they want to defend their position of who they are. See, Paul desired to defend sa, sa mga teaching na heresy that diminishes Christian faith and merely just uh, merely religious act or tradition or custom. But he wanted to defend that that our faith is not just doing activities, but is also relational. They taught this, that we are children of God because Paul also wanted to highlight the benefits of being a child of God. You see, in the early church, this teaching a child of God is fundamental and prevalent to their time. And I believe it also applies to us today because it's also important for us to know who we are, to know our worth, to know that our identity is found in knowing that we are a child of God. Kaya sabi mo sa tabi mo, you are a child of God. You know, J.R. Parker in his book, Knowing God, he said this statement. He said, what is a Christian? The question can be answered in many ways. But the richest answer I know is that a Christian is one who has a God as father. If you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find how much he makes of the thought of having God's child and having God as his father. Paano mo malalaman if you understand Christianity, understand his position, that he is God's child and God is our father. You know, one reason why many Christians lack the desire to follow Jesus or fail to live a life that distinct and set apart for God is because of this, we are experiencing identity crisis. Nakakalimot. We often forget who we are. And many times we figure out our identity and self-worth on what people say about us on what we think about that, what society dictates, or even what the culture say. There are times we have that identity crisis. We must remember that our true self-worth is found on how God looks upon you. Because God sees how valuable you are. That's the reason why Jesus died for you. You are valuable to Him. Kaya wag mong, wag mong pansinin anong pinagsasabi ng mundo sa'yo. You are valuable to Him. And our response is this. As you know your identity, as you know your worth, you will live a different life. You see, if we don't know our identity in the Lord, if we don't know that we are God's children, we will live a different life. You see, I like to share with you this quote. If we are not secured in our identity as a child of God, we can easily be enslaved by the things that entice us. If we are not careful, other things might define us who we are. You know, as a young father, I seen my child, kinder one, nursery to, nursery to siya. And I was bringing him to school and nakamit namin yung classmate niya. And I was watching him, he was playing, and suddenly his classmate, nursery to, started to count numbers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nursery two eh. Hanggang count hanggang 100. Alam mo ang ginawa anak ko, para siyang naging insecured. Sinabayan niya yung classmate. Let's count together. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12, 12. He was stuck in 12. And the other classmate, hanggang 100. Deep in my heart, naku, sino nagturo sa'yo? 
And he started to become insecure. I noticed the way he patterned, he changed topic, he tried to be rowdy in the MRT station because he couldn't count. He tried to be, he tried to disturb the boy and suddenly nag-ibang reaction niya. Because he couldn't count, he could only count 10 to 12. Sabi ko, isip ko, don't worry, tomorrow 13. You see, his identity is based on his classmate. He wants to compare himself to his classmate. He wants to be better than him. He, want, he even said, Papa, I want to be taller than the classmate. Sabi ko, wait, don't worry, my height ka. Don't worry. Because the classmate was a little bit older. He wants to be taller. He wants to be faster. He wants to count more numbers. But you know, as a father... His identity never changed. Kung hanggang kaya niya lang 14, he will still be my son. At times we base our identity and worth on other things that we have forgotten that you are beautiful in God's eyes. Katulong lang po ako. Bakit? Tingin ba ng Diyos sa iyo ay iba? Naglalako lang po ang mama ko ng suman. At the time, I was a bit, sabi ko, mm. but do God's eye change in the way He view my mom? No! He's still a child of God. What, how are you rooted your life? Are you rooted in your identity in who God sees you as His child? Or is the world dictates? Or what people say? Or what, what the society say? Or are you secured in your worth and how Jesus sees you? I was reading a book, Journey of Manhood. And people said that sometimes people judge themselves and define themselves by the card that they carry. Yung card. When they are student, they carry this kind of card, report card. Who love your report card? When you are student. Sinun takot pakita ang report card sa magulang? Report card. We define ourselves by a report card. Kung mababa, nakulo. Si kuya na lang magsasign. Then as you grow older, your identity card defines you. Green card, pink card. But as you grow older and you started to work, your name card defines you. Name card. Sino na nag-name card dito before? I have, a, the first time I have a name card, I'm so proud. Sabi ko, wow, first time name card. Pamimigay ko to. Mama, pabigay mo nga sa Lucky Plaza. I gave my mom a few. I gave people a few. Because I'm so proud. Because I have first time I have a name card, Ruel Ramos. Wag na yung title. Oh. I'm so proud to have that name card first time. I realized lang pala, $9 lang pala isang box nun. <laughs> then as you grow older, what defines you? You define by yourself by your credit card or your debit card. Anong card ang carry mo dyan? American Express? Wala ka sa akin. PUSB. <laughs> we define ourselves by our, the, the card that we carry based on the book, Journey of Manhood. But if our life is focused on this, and we fail to see that the real calling card we have is the calling of God in our life, that we are his children, that He called you by your name. By your name. Mga parents, mga guardians, ano ang ini-impart nyo sa anak natin? Are you teaching them who they are supposed to be in the Lord? O pressure nyo sila, dapat ang great moves. Walang red. 
perfect lahat? Or are you teaching your child to see their identity in the Lord? Because there are danger that we ourselves put pressure in our children, not teaching them that their identity and purpose is found in God. Brother and sister, first, being a child of God, it defines our worth and identity. Next, as we define our worth and identity as a child of God, there is also implication of being a child of God. It leads us to a second point. Being a child of God, it defines our conduct and how we live and how we think. You see, as we realize our identity in the Lord, it defines the way, the basis of the way we should live our lives. As God's children, we're no longer walking in darkness, but now we're living in the marvelous life. As God's children, we're no longer orphans, but now we are the son and daughter of the King of kings and Lord of lords. Kaya ang katabi mo, royalty yan. Sabihin mo, sister, royalty ka pala. Wow! Kaya nandun, nanonood sa YouTube, kung ikaw lang mag, mag-isa, sabi mo, wow! We are royalty. As a children of God, we're no longer alone, but also we are placed in the family of God. And we are called children of God to be a community, a body, and a temple. Therefore, as a child of God, our action, our thinking, our desire must be transformed from glory to glory. This should be a change from inside out, becoming more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. And there should be evidence in our life, the way we speak, the way we think. And there's two areas which I like to highlight. Our personal journey, and at the same time, how we deal with people in our church and even people outside. Being a child of God, it defines our conduct, our personal lives. If you are a child of God, what kind of life are you living today? Are you living a life that will make Him proud? That sabi ng Panginoon sa iyo, anak, I'm pleased on the what you're doing. Or are you living a life pasaway? Are you living a life set apart? The scripture said, Be holy for I am holy. Now, I, again, I emphasize this, this holiness is not just moral way of living, but it's more than that, but being set apart for Him. Not just the way we act, but also the way we think and the things in our heart. Is it set apart? Is it holy before the Lord? You see, I can preach here, pero nakita ko kawakaway ko doon, both in my heart, nakagagalit ako ba? Nandun si Salve. But it's all the holistic being set apart, not just the doing part or nakita or visible part, but what's in my mind. Pag may magandang dumaan, titingnan ko ba? Hindi. Nanonood, misis ko. question is this, how do you deal with temptation? How are you dealing with your temptation? Do you still feel the friction? You know, kung wala nang friction doon, yun nang struggle ka, ibig sabihin you're becoming comfortable. As a child of God, there's such a sense of struggle. You will struggle. Because we're not for this world. Yes, we are in the world, but we are to called to live a different life. You will experience pressure and struggle and friction. How do you deal with temptation? Do you fight it or naging comfortable ka na? You see, our attitude also towards God will see towards God's word also determine whether we are growing to, God, to the Lord. Is our life dictated by God's word? Does it bring joy when we follow God's commandment? 
O parang ay na naman, yung salita ng Diyos. Nakaka-pressure. Sabi ng care group leader ko eh, ganito daw. Yung care group leader na yan, ayoko na, papalit na ako sa kabila. Or are you living by God's word? You see, the scripture said in 1 John 5, it says here, By this we know that we love, we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God that we will keep His commandments and His commandments are not burdensome. You enjoy doing it. You enjoy living in His word that this word will speak to you. You know, in this text, it's not doing the work or doing the commandment. It's not to prove that we are God's children, but rather we are already God's children. That's why we want to do it, because we want to please our Lord. Now, what is your relationship with God's word? Ang babasahin mo lang yung gusto mong pakinggan. Pag ayaw mo, skip. Hindi yan, kay sister yan. Ay, kailangan nito, do not gossip kay ano yan. Hindi akin yan. So selected lang. Or you're gonna take the whole word and speak to it. Kung masakit man, masakit Lord. But it brings joy. Because I'm doing what your word says. It's our life growing in maturity. You see, in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, it says here, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I become a man, I gave up my childish ways. How are you? Pa-baby pa rin? Pa-baby ka ba rin ba? Sensitive? Marami nang alam sa scripture. Marami nang alam sa theology. But pa-baby pa rin. Are you not giving up your childish way? The same time in our walk, I would like to highlight this in verse 17 in Romans 8. It says here, Fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer. How is your walk with Jesus? How is, are you becoming more like Him? You know, following Jesus can be costly. There are times it will cost you to suffer. There are times that you will be persecuted and misunderstood because you are following Him. There are times that it causes you to be humble. Jesus served. Instead to be served, we want to be served. But you know what? Jesus served. Jesus made sacrifices. He did not seek comfortable life, but He gave His life to be a ransom for many. There are times that God will cause us to let go of things that we want, even something that we hold so dear. Following Christ is costly. How are we walking with the Lord today? Are we letting go of our rights and surrendering it before God? The Bible says, no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. Are we living for Him? You see, it speaks of our life. There's a change in the way we live our life. In the same time, in our relationship with others, in our relationship with our fellow brethren, the church, we must acknowledge that we're not the only child, but we are called in place in a family of God, that we are called to function and live and grow together. Kahit ayaw mo pagmumukha nila, we are still called to live together. Kaya sabihin mo sa atali mo, ang beauty mo, beauty, beauty mo. There are times na kaasar. The way they like, the things they like, it's normal. But yet God places us together as one family. You know, Ephesians 4, 2, 3 says, With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. How do you deal with your sister? How do you deal with your care group leader? How do you deal with one another? Are you willing to forgive? Are you willing to serve? 
Are you willing to make sacrifices? Are you willing to pause and speak with one another? And just open your heart and not be defensive. Are you willing to say, Malipo ako, I'm sorry. Are you willing to be patient and gentle to those who are still progressing in their faith? O ikaw yung isang sister na na, alam mo na nagkasalanan pa, titirahin mo pa, i-upload mo pa yung picture niya sa Facebook, sasisirahin mo pa, titirahin mo, bala ka. O are you be the one who would said, I'm here with you, I will journey with you. I will journey with you. O ikaw yung magja-judge and mag- magsasabi ng marami at pag-chichismisan mo pa. Pero, pag wala na, nawawala ka naman. Are you be willing to let go that pride of competition instead of encouragement? Are you willing to contribute to the family of God? Not only in our context of the church, but also the world. I like, it is in the reminder of John Saatin. But we know, but this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us, that we ought to lay down our life for the brothers. But if anyone who has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in words or talk, but in deed and in truth. There will be moments in our faith that this word will speak to us. Will we respond to someone who are in need? Or because ayaw mo na, oh, ministry ko lang ay ito, hindi ko nagagawin yan. Or are you willing to just stretch out, reach out? those who are in need. You know, if you look at all these texts, parang ang hirap. Sino natamaan? Ako natamaan. But you know, the promises of God is this. He did not leave us alone, but we have the Holy Spirit to help us, to empower us, to work in our life because we can never do it by ourselves. Romans 8 is says here, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the spirit, you put the death, the deeds of the body, you will live. It's the spirit of, in us that will help us to let go of certain sin, of certain areas in our life that we are struggling with. Even in Galatians 5.18, but I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desire of the flesh. How is our walk today? If we are truly a child of God, our conduct must change. And the only thing it changes when we surrender our life to the Lord and said, Holy Spirit, come work in me. I need you. Help me. Make me like you, more like Christ. First, as a child of God, it defines our worth. Second, as a child of God, it defines our conduct. And lastly, as a child of God, it defines our privileges. My privilege then. You know, as a child, it's not just the identity, but also not, also not only the conduct, but there are privileges to be a child of God. And the greatest privileges, I have to be careful with this, kasi paminsan pag privileges, ang naisip natin ay ibang idea. Sometimes, Blessing lang. I'm not saying it's bad. But there are times that that's those are just secondary. But the greatest privilege that we have, the greatest privilege is our intimacy with our God. That we are able to come and access in boldness to come to the Father freely. You know, there's a wonderful quote by Wayne Grudem in his book. He says here, Certainly, It is true that God is our creator, our judge, our Lord and master, our teacher, our provider and protector. But the role that is most intimate, the role that conveys the highest privilege of fellowship with God for eternity 
is His role as Heavenly Father. We will read in Romans 8, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery, but rather the spirit of adoption, that you may cry, Abba, Father. Not a fear, but now boldness. You know, when Paul was writing this, the Jewish people might not understand. Because to them, ang naisip nila, ang Panginoon ay holy, ang Panginoon ay majestic, ang Panginoon ay transcendent, ang Panginoon ay powerful and mighty. And those are true. But you know what? God is reminding them through Paul's writing that that is not just holy, not just transcendent or majestic, but He is also your Father that you can call upon. You see, even Jesus taught the disciple how to approach God. In Matthew 6, he says here, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It shows us and the attitude on how we should approach the Lord. Not in fear, but with that comfort, that knowing that He is our Father. Not ritualistic, not mechanical, but with openness and childlikeness. Nakausap ka na ba ng bata? Ang sarap kausap ng bata. Kahit anong storya sabihin mo, anong topic, anything, anything goes. And that's what God wants to speak, how we should approach God to speak to Him with the childlikeness. You know, there's in the scripture in, John, in, in, in the gospel where Jesus was teaching, when Jesus was healing, when was, Jesus was doing the ministry. And what happened? Some people brought children. Anong ginawa ng mga disciples? Sabi, alis dyan. And now let me read to you here. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. Indignant means, ano siya, uh, he was displeased. And he said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arm and blessed them, laying his hands on them. You see, Jesus was teaching the disciples the important attitude that they should have a disciple. And what's that? To have the child-like faith to approach God. You see, a child-like faith is humble. A child-like faith is innocent. A child-like faith is simple, hindi complicated. Hindi complicated ang child. I remember when my son went and I my, went to Waterway Point Magkatabi ang Daiso tsaka Toys R Us. He was pointing at Toys R Us. Guess nyo saan ko dinala? Sa Toys R Us o Daiso? Dinala ko sa Daiso. Toys R Us, one toy cost you how much? Daiso, one toy cost you? Alam nyo, may mga suki dito. We went there, I said, all is yours. <laughs> and the joke lang. I give you, I give you four dollars, you select. And he bought, he bought a hat, he bought a toy car. But you know, it's so simple. And he's still happy. But paminsan pag tumatanta tayo, we want brand. We want brand. Ayaw natin sumuot ng hangtin. We want brand. You know, sometimes childlike faith is so simple. What give, what God gives you, you just receive it joyfully. You enjoy what God gives you. Hindi, bakit Lord yung binigay mo sa akin to? Bakit siya meron yon? Ako. Nagdadabog pa. A childlike faith, receive it gladly, what God gives a childlike faith is someone totally dependent in the Lord. Alam niya, wala siyang kaya. 
Alam niya na he cannot do it by himself, but he's totally dependent in God. A childlike faith is one that trusts in surrender in God. You see, God calls us to have that childlike faith. God calls us to draw near and trust Him. You know why? Why He wants us to go near and to draw near to Him is because He loves you. And because He also knows you. He knows every detail of you. In Psalms 139 verse 1, it says, O Lord, You have searched me and know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and my, you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. He knows you. And even He understands what you're going through. Psalms 103, verse 13. As the Father shows compassion to His children, so the Lord shows compassions to those who, is fe- who fear Him. He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. He knows us. He understands what we are going through. I think the greatest gift that any man, any person can have is the ability to cry. I did a research. Cry pala is a, a, is a universal language. No matter the age you are, no matter your culture, no matter your background, you know how to cry. Sige. We know how to cry. In the scripture, they cry, Abba, Father. That cry, if you look at this deeper study, it means an intense cry. An intense cry of desperation for God to come. For the Lord to come. You know, I would wake up at 2 a.m., at 3 a.m. If, if I would hear my daughter cry, you will hear. And God hear. Your cry. He hear our cry. He hear our tears. Even when on the sound, he hear what's he sees what's happening in our hearts. He hear. And when we cry to God, we cry to Him. Abba, Father. And the beautiful thing, God answers. He answers not sometimes in not in the things that we want. But one thing we have is we can just approach him, Lord, have your way. Like Paul, Paul cried before God. He said, Lord, take away this thorn of the flesh. But what did God say to him? My grace, I will not take that, but my grace is sufficient for you. But God answered. God hear. Cry. We come to the Lord. Lord, you are our Father. You see, as a child of God, it defines our worth. It defines our conduct. It defines our privileges. And the greatest privileges we have is knowing that we have an intimate relationship with God. You know, today God wants to speak to each one of us. And like any children, if you have children, all of us, all of them are different. God wants to speak to us. And I want to pose three questions. And I hopefully you will hear his voice. First question that would I like to ask. Anak. Kilala mo ba sarili mo? There are times we have forgotten who we are. Do we still know our worth and our identity? Second question is this. Anak, sumusunod ka pa ba? O napalayo ka na? With this pandemic, I don't know. I can see all of you. I can see... I can see whether you're really listening to YouTube or Facebook or nasa ibang channel ka na. Ibang Facebook na or another page. Sumusunod ka pa ba? Lastly, anak, alam ko pinagdadaanan mo. 
lumapit ka lang, tumawag, nandito ako. With these three questions, God is telling us that we are His children and we have a good father. Let me conclude with this story. We know Don Moen. Don Moen write a lot of songs, worship songs. He wrote, God will make a way, and he write a lot of songs. And when Don Moen was going tour, there are times in his tour that he would spend and visit hospital or places like old folks' home. And there's one time he went to an old folks' home. And when he visited the old folks' home, he was visiting and blessing them. And he saw one bed. And in that bed, ang pangalan doon, name, nameless. Yung matanda, nakahiga. Nameless. So tinanong yung nurse, what is his name? Nameless. They don't know his name. They can't communicate with him well probably language, or probably hindi niya nakilala sarili niya. So Don Moen was moved by that. And he approached that man, he's an old man, and he, and he told his hand, and he said, we might not know your name, but there is one who knows your name. God knows your name. Brothers and sisters, as a child of God, He knows your name. And He's calling you to trust Him. And He's calling you to return to Him. Kung nahihirapan ka, He's calling you to draw near and cry to Him. Because He's our good, good, Father, and He knows our name. We are His children, and He loves us. Let us pray. Lord, we thank You for reminding us, Lord, of who we are. No longer an orphan, no longer an enemy, but now, Lord, we are Your children. And our worth and our identity is in is on how you define us, Lord, your child. Lord, even if some of us, Lord, have been wayward, have gone astray, Lord, I pray that you speak to their hearts, calling them by name to come back to you, to return to you, even those who are watching in YouTube and Facebook, Lord, if any one of us, Lord, have forgotten who we are and have been led astray, Lord, you are calling us by name to draw near to you. But we know, Lord, you will welcome us to your arms. At the same time, Lord, you see the heart of those who are broken and suffering at this time. Those who are going through pain. But we thank you that we can cry, Abba, Father. That we can come to you and pour out our heart, our brokenness. And it's you that will help us. That will comfort us. That give that peace that will give us the strength, Lord, to face each day because you are with us. Lord, call each one of us. Call and touch our hearts, Lord, today. Remind us that you are good, you are faithful, that you are a maker, our Father, our faithful God. Hallelujah. In your own way, just speak to the Lord. Just speak to the Lord and open your hearts to Him. He's calling you by name. He's calling you by name. 
He's calling you by name. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah. I have a father. His love is amazing. He's faithful. 
He is good. His love is unshakable. Our God is faithful. And He is our Father. And that we can sing to Him, Lord, I'm amazed by You. I'm amazed by You, how You love me. I'm amazed by You, how You love me. And we sing to Him, amazed. Lord, I'm amazed by You. Lord, I'm amazed by You. Lord, I'm amazed by You. How You love me. How You love me. Let's raise our hands. Nandito ako. Anak, hindi kita iniwan. Nandito ako. Anak, huwag ka nang lumayo. Lumapit ka. Dahil mahal kita. Hawak ko buhay mo. Anak, Kilala kita. Kilala. Lord, we thank you for reminding us who we are. 
we thank you for your great love that we are secured in your hands. Thank you na hindi ka nag-iiwan. Thank you, Lord, that you have called us your own anak ng Diyos. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. Remind us of who we are in you. Remind us on how we should live. Remind us, Lord, the greatest privilege is to have the deep communion with you. As I close, let me read First John. See what kind of love the Father has given to us. That we should be called children of God. Salamat, Panginoon, that we can face this brand new week. Knowing, Lord, that we are not alone. Knowing, Lord, that you are with us. Knowing, Lord, that you will empower us with your spirit. Knowing, Lord, that you will speak to us through your word. Salamat, Panginoon. And we surrender our lives to you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Let's just raise hand our hands and receive the benediction. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all fullness of God. We thank you, O God for blessing us with your grace, your mercy, and your love. And we give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you, brothers and sisters, those are joining us in Facebook. Uh, hopefully, you can join us in our worship service next week. God bless po sa inyo.